Easter Sunday tornado outbreak in the south. We have information on that. We'll pass along momentarily. Also, more coronavirus news. This is the program that covers everything in the 16 southern states. This is the Y'all Show. I'm John Raw. We're back here to get another week of the All Southern program going. To connect to us, our number is 803-816-1170. Our website, which is the ultimate guide to the South, by the way, it's y'all, Y-A-L-L dot com, where we have news, we have some political happenings on the website, a lot of great tips. We have sports news, recipes, and just a lot of fun, all at y'all.com. Our website has a Facebook page, and that is on Facebook, y'all.com. Also, check out the Y'all Show on Facebook. It's Y'all Show. Easy peasy to find us here on the program coming up on today's show in addition to the headlines from across the southeast we've got some business news to share with us as as we have all these businesses sitting on go a lot of them are out here being brave and being vigilant trying to get through this pandemic but many of you are not working you're hopefully getting paid for not working but we have you in mind in fact some of you are in the restaurant business and we've got courtesy of cnbc a story out about restaurant workers that we'll share as part of our southern business report that information is coming up in the next segment of today's show and before the hour is up we've got hashtag hullabaloo a fun quiz courtesy of quizcow.com are you a southerner are a yankee and we'll share some of the questions from quizcal.com and our hashtag hullabaloo coming up at the end of this hour when we go to hour two of today's y'all show we'll look back at some sports news all different sports news that we'll share with you and then our takapola storyteller jerry short is going to be coming by and if you're happening to see us today or if you have access to our y'all.com website you can actually view our interview with jerry short it's our first televised report from takapola with jerry short and that'll be in the hour two of today's y'all show we'll talk to jerry about how he's coping with the coronavirus shelter in place that's happening right there in takapola us of a and we'll also go back in the archives with jerry short in the 1960s he was ripping and riding the roads of rural mississippi especially around the delta of mississippi and he had a, the big job of bread delivery guy and we're going to talk to him about what exactly that job, what it was like, and how that job from 1960-something relates to the brave folks that are putting bread out on the shelves right now in this pandemic, the people putting the milk out, the groceries, everything that's keeping our country going. We thank all of you. And as a, a small way of saying thanks, we're going to have Jerry share his experience working this pretty hard job. I think he'll tell you that when he was working in his early 20s as a bread delivery man in Mississippi. So that's coming as part of our Takapola Storyteller time in today's Y'all Show. And don't forget, you can catch the Y'all Show in podcast form if you are too busy to watch it or check out every single moment of the show on our radio affiliates across the Southeast. We are available at the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn app, and Apple Podcasts. Simply search for Y'all Show And we're sitting right there awaiting a free download. And you can set it up where it comes to your smartphone or iPad every single day. You don't even have to go looking for it. And it is a great way to stay abreast of what's going on in the South. And, of course, right now we're all trying to get through the mess of the pandemic. And that's what we're offering, another option for you 
to learn and, and enjoy your neighborhood the south okay well the neighborhood was a little bit scary on sunday for a lot of you nearly 100 million southerners were put on a watch as a tornado outbreak on easter sunday spread across the south it started really in texas on saturday and worked its way eastward i know in monroe louisiana and northeast louisiana they had some damage from a tornado that passed through the monroe and west monroe area and damage there as that storm went on across the mississippi river into mississippi and i know there were tornadoes north of jackson mississippi and a lot of damage in some areas of the rural magnolia state happened on sunday afternoon and then this system kept working its way to the alabama line i know that tate reeves noted in a video on facebook that this could be a very difficult day weather-wise and sure enough for large portions of mississippi they did have some scary conditions on sunday and then Kay ivy over in alabama right across from mississippi the fellow twin state she put an emergency alert for the state of alabama because of the tornado outbreak expected in that state and sure enough they did have some bad weather as tornadoes touched down in west alabama around aliceville also around jasper and other areas of the heart of dixie we're still getting reports in on that but yes and this system working its way to the eastern seaboard here on this monday so our folks in alabama uh, rather in georgia south carolina and north carolina are being very cautious today as this easter weekend bad weather system works its way from the west to the east bringing with it a cold front you might have noticed in several southern states the temperatures have kind of gone back down in fact some some areas had temperatures in the 30s the last couple of days and we thought we were out of this mess right we had temperatures in some places around 90 last week and now it's back in the 30s and then turns around you'll have a beautiful sunny day perhaps today that's part of life here in the south which by the way hopefully all of you had a beautiful sunday and maybe you did have a a special time at some point on sunday to go outside and put on your sunday best and yeah you couldn't go to church on easter sunday 2020 but perhaps you got somewhere around maybe an azalea bush and you took that traditional family portrait and if you did share it with us here y'all show at y'all.com is our email address and you can text your easter pictures to 803-816-1170 or put it up on our website which is our on facebook on our y'all.com presence there which is y'all.com and let's see some beautiful pictures just like there's nothing going on with this pandemic right now and i know personally and i'm sure most of you you have a tradition of going out there especially around an azalea bush here in the month of april on easter sunday with your sunday best and looking oh so good and perhaps some of you had a beautiful part of your sunday to go outside and and take part in that tradition the tradition continues maybe not the masters on master sunday 2020 that's been postponed to november but at least a chance to look like you are in some kind of normal state by having your easter sunday photo taken well it was easter sunday and in new orleans the archbishop there as well as the rabbi in new orleans they did something incredible to honor the holy week as the archbishop of new orleans as well as rabbi Alexei erdheim flew in a 1943 boeing pt-17 stearman biplane on what's called spirit flights and that passed over the new orleans area the towns of kenner gretna and also over the french quarter 
What an amazing thing there by 70-year-old Archbishop Gregory Amon and, again, Rabbi Erdheim as they went around spreading some spiritual healing to New Orleans. Now, Amon, who recently discovered, he actually just recovered from the virus, was the first to go up in the plane, and it was once used to train World War II fighter pilots. And there, from the open-air cockpit, he prayed for protection and healing and even sprinkled holy water that came from the Jordan River where Jesus was baptized. And then Erdheim of Congregation Gates of Prayer in Metairie, he took off in that same plane after the archbishop had gone up, and he also offered a Passover blessing to the New Orleans area. So an amazing gesture there of both the the Catholic and Jewish faiths there flying in this plane over New Orleans here on this Holy Week where Jews, again, on Wednesday evening last week, started the Passover celebration that goes on for a few more days. And the the Catholics and all Christians, of course, on Easter Sunday, celebrating Easter. All 64 parishes in the Pelican State now have a confirmed positive case of coronavirus as the disease has infected over 22,000 people and it's killed nearly 900 Louisiana residents as of Sunday. So at least a positive story coming out of New Orleans and Louisiana here in this pandemic. More headlines in the terms of the pandemic as we're getting closer to November, where we're going to have an election, I guess we'll have an election for President of the United States. And now the critics of President Trump, who were always on his case, now they're finding every opportunity to attack him on the role that the White House played in the early days of the coronavirus hitting our shores. Of course, President Trump's constantly always saying, well, I shut down direct flight to China. I think it was technically only to the Wuhan area when it first started. So that's not totally true there. But President Trump is going to defend it, and his critics are going to be constantly bringing up the fact that he was responsible for making this thing grow more than it has. In fact, let me pull up President Trump's his official Twitter feed because I noticed on Sunday afternoon that he put out something about fake news, which he does oftentimes, but I did think that there was a little bit of something that I'd never seen him do that yeah here it goes it was from sunday he wrote the opposition party and in parentheses lamestream media and their partner the radical left do nothing democrats have put their political game plan in full swing whether he is right or wrong it doesn't matter criticize trump for everything and don't let the public see biden hide him i don't know if president trump came up with that because he had that in quotes but It looks like President Trump's aware of maybe what some of his critics are going to be trying to do over the next, what, seven months before we hit November 4th or 5th, the election day, is continuously criticize him for his response to coronavirus and keep Joe Biden out of the public eye. At least that's what President Trump's hinting at here. (laughs) As we've now had over a half million Americans come down with the virus and at least 20,000 deaths from COVID-19. Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. I think we we all hope for the same result, this thing to end quickly as possible. Not here in just this country, but everywhere. We can't have afford the, we can't afford this thing to keep going on in some areas of the world, and ultimately that come back and bite everybody in the world too. We've got to find a solution, and it's not necessarily fair to criticize the president. I guess full heartedly because the whole world's suffering from this. If the president had the worst response, period, there's still hot spots all over the world. Now, 
of course, it's easy to uh, uh, come across and attack the president since our country now has more deaths than any country in the world, at least officially, more positive cases than any country in the world. And how could the greatest, most amazing country and the richest country in the world be dealing with a pandemic here in the year 2020? Beats the heck out of me, but it's sure happening. And again, yes, there's blame to go all the way around. And maybe President Trump should come out and say, okay, y'all can attack me, but you can attack everybody. We're all guilty. I haven't heard him say that, but there is some truth to that. We all maybe could have taken this more seriously. We all maybe could have, and the, the scientists could have maybe had something a little bit better, ready, more tests, more more tests that work done in the early days but again the flip side of that is china didn't cooperate china hid all this stuff from us so i'm not sure anybody's to blame although we want to maybe put some blame on somebody who knows i think this thing in china got out of control before they knew it that's just my personal opinion we all have personal opinions the one thing we do is we want to take the opinion out of the equation and we want to put comfort and peace of mind in everybody's opinion and make this thing a past tense something that is beyond us as quickly as possible but because it continues we're seeing unprecedented things around the country and here in the south as well in fact the georgia world congress center in atlanta is going to become a covid19 care facility as about 200 beds will be set up there georgia state health officials anticipating atlanta's worst day amid the coronavirus outbreak is actually going to be several days from now it's by like two weeks from now in the state of georgia they're projecting april 26 to be the worst day in the state of georgia so we still have a rough time in that state and other southern states Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia said, Across Georgia, we have partnered with existing healthcare infrastructure to greatly expand our surge capacity. And now we have a dedicated team building out a temporary facility. And of course, helping build that facility, the Georgia National Guard, the Georgia, Georgia Emergency Management and Homeland Security Agency, the Department of Community Health, and the Department of Public Health, as well as contractors. So that will help out Grady and the other hospital systems in metro atlanta having again the georgia world congress center which would likely be hosting some kind of convention if not for coronavirus and now 200 beds made available there similar to what new york city's had with the javits center of which it sounds like may not get used all that much which is a great thing hopefully there'll be plenty of beds no matter where you are in the world here in the country here in the south a byproduct of everyone quarantining everyone that's staying at home and following the advice of our leaders to stay at home some of which come with a penalty if you go outside right now well because so many human beings are staying inside and businesses are shuttered we're seeing amazing things happen with our ecosystem and with our wildlife in fact in north carolina and i'm sure this is the case across the southeast there's a lot more coyote sightings and all this is scaring a lot of people because the coyotes aren't dealing with cars and trucks as much as they normally would and the noises that we make when we live our lives a wildlife resources commission press release in north carolina said the increase in sightings due to changes in residents behavior because of stay-at-home orders the release came out and said that people while they were at home the opportunity to see animals has increased also coyotes may be venturing out because people are not outside 
Coyotes naturally stay away from people if possible, but sightings typically peak in May while coyotes raise their young. Coyotes rarely attack humans, but have been known to attack small pets. In fact, where was it? It might have been California recently. I think I saw that story, and this was a couple of weeks ago. A coyote did attack a small child there around San Francisco. I think the child was okay ultimately, but had to go to the hospital. But we don't normally see coyotes attack any kind of human being. But that did happen in California, and it could happen here. A biologist there in North Carolina Phelan Owen suggests keeping small pets close and supervised. Also, keep garbage cans secured and don't leave pet food outside if you don't want to deal with coyotes, coyotes, and more. Now, in North Carolina, coyotes are plentiful on the Outer Banks. In 2017, North Carolina hunters killed over 45,000 coyotes and trappers captured and killed another 6,000. And, of course, across the southeast, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. I'm not an outdoorsman. But I think it's legal to kill a coyote any time of year. They are a pest and shouldn't even be in most of the South. I don't know how in the world they found their way here. They've only been in some of our southern states about 20 years or so. But, yeah, it's a, it's a scary time, and we hope that that uh, you are safe from things like coyotes. I saw a friend of mine in the North Georgia mountains He's dealt with bears popping up on his porch from time to time, and it looks like black bears here in the South are also taking advantage of this unusual time we find ourselves in and making themselves more at home in people's driveways and also in the garbage cans of our South. Okay, a weird twist to the coronavirus actually has led to an arrest in a Florida case. A man's murder, a man has been arrested in his wife's disappearance. And all this comes as 51-year-old Gretchen Anthony has been missing. She disappeared in mid-March, weeks after filing for divorce from her husband, David Anthony. And it looks like text saying the coronavirus sickened this missing woman led police to charge her estranged husband with murder, according to reports, out of the Florida area. As uh, another case here is just amazing that we're seeing things like this pop up here. In this case, Gretchen Anthony, her disappearance, and now her husband, David, arrested for it looks like this this disappearance that ended up could be a murder arrest from the state of Florida and that in the Donna County Detention Center as he's being held right now. Back to Georgia. Georgia is now going to postpone their primaries again because of COVID-19. They announced last week they're pushing back their primaries, which were scheduled for May now to june the day came after new jersey and virginia both joined at least 15 states in delaying the primaries amid the coronavirus pandemic on tuesday last week wisconsin went into an election where people had to stand like six feet apart it was a really scary thing to see them do that but they were actually doing it because the supreme court ruled that they needed to go ahead and vote and now the primary which originally was scheduled in georgia march 24th pushed to may 19th and now i don't even know if they've actually set an official date for the state of georgia for the primary there but it's going to be it looks like in june that announcement comes from the secretary of state for georgia brad raffensperger as he made that announcement last week so a couple more months there in georgia for you to go vote in your primary and the democratic primary not that it matters now that joe biden is the presumptive nominee and then republicans already have their presidential nominee but they're could be some statewide offices and local elections 
that that change would certainly affect now away from the virus talk and this is a sad story coming from the magic city of birmingham a love triangle there has led a birmingham police detective to be charged with murder she's behind bars after a woman was fatally shot in a police car and an an unusual story right there as authorities found a 43-year-old woman inside a vehicle who had been shot multiple times, and police determined that the vehicle was an unmarked Birmingham police vehicle, and the victim identified as Kanisha Nicole Fuller, and now it looks like investigators are suspecting the shooter as 39-year-old Alfreda Fluker, a Birmingham police detective who was off-duty at the time of the deadly shooting. She's been with the department for 15 years and assigned to the crime reduction team, and now She's arrested and looks like she may have allegedly have a role in the killing of this woman in what's called as a love triangle in Birmingham, Alabama. Now to Virginia state politics and over the weekend, the governor of the state, Ralph Northam, has signed a couple of bills into law. One of these bills is the first of its kind in the South. It is an anti-discrimination legislation that offers new protections for lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer people. And he signed that into law just before the deadline to sign the new bills into law was to expire there in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And then Governor Northam also signed a bill that gives localities in Virginia permission to remove Confederate monuments. And certainly for many years now, that's been a big news story in the Commonwealth. We've seen the violent protests there in Charlottesville, Virginia, over the Robert E. Lee statue there that led to that death in 2017 of the woman who was run over by the idiot in the car. And that statue, by the way, is still there in Charlottesville. But now, because this is law, I would expect that you're going to see that Robert E. Lee statue and other statues in the cities and communities of Virginia be moved any day now, especially with the coronavirus going on. It's the perfect time to avoid having more i mean they've got an excuse they won't have a protest of any kind right now if they go out and remove this stuff so maybe before you hear me announce this on today's y'all show in charlottesville and other places in the commonwealth statues will be gone which is a darn shame darn shame maybe virginians might wake up and get different elected officials in office and reverse these decisions in about two to three years a longtime friend of Elvis Presley has passed away in Tupelo, Guy Harris, who grew up with Elvis. He was 81 years old. He spent his early years with the rock and roll singer before Elvis, of course, became an international superstar in the 1950s. And they remained friends up until Elvis's death in 1977. Now, if you've ever been to the birthplace there in Tupelo, Mississippi, you might have run into Guy Harris because he served as the historian at the Elvis Presley Birthplace and Museum and often shared stories about the king with fans who came to Tupelo from all around the world. Now, Mr. Harris also served in the Mississippi National Guard and the Tupelo Police Force, and Tupelo, Mississippi, mourns the loss of this man and Elvis's good friend dying at the age of 81, Guy Harris. Now, to some good stories to pass along about the coronavirus. Hey, if you've watched the NBC show Friday Night Lights or perhaps that movie, I think Kyle Chandler stars in the NBC series, well, to help get our minds off the coronavirus, especially in the great state of Texas, they've done something pretty cool there as to help brighten spirits. 
they've actually cut on the lights of the local high school football stadium there at Dumas High School. And yes, this is in the Texas Panhandles where we're talking about. They cut on these lights, and I think this has been kind of a nightly thing for about an hour. Friday night lights helping to light up the sky there and show people that there's going to be a day where football is played again and sports are played again. And now, guess what? More than 80 high schools have joined in by cutting on their lights for roughly an hour as people are calling in support of what they're doing there in the Texas Panhandle. And perhaps you also in your community can convince your local high school to go out there and cut on the lights just for a little while. As Remember, all of our sports are shut down, and so there's not really too many lights of any kind on right now. And so go cut on the lights of your high school sports stadium and let's all remember that there's going to be a day real soon where schools across the country will be cutting on those lights and friday night lights will resume and we can't wait for that great job there from west texas on that and also a sign that better days are coming in new orleans a street performer is back on the job after having the coronavirus and now she's put out a video of her performing there and and what i see here is an easter bunny outfit there mamie marie francois is now twerking on bourbon street i don't know how many people are going around giving her money right now but yes this 22 year old street performer who had the virus back in march says she's feeling better so good that she got in her bunny costume and went out there on bourbon street and she also has a tricycle that accompanies her and she did some twerking so if you see her, give her a couple of dollars, say congratulations for being out on the job, although I doubt she's making too much money, but also for getting past the coronavirus in New Orleans. Great job. Mamie Marie Francois in the Big Easy. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we've got some business news to share with you. In fact, we've got something for all you in the restaurant business. CNBC just had a report up on their website and we'll share some of that unfortunate information, but important information to share. And don't forget, before the hour's up, we've got hashtag hullabaloo. All that is ahead. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park... <laughs> Or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. 
$30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. We're back on y'all talking about the South. And right now on the show that's all about the South, we've got your Southern Business Report. And this is good news, but it could be better news if we were actually allowed to go all over the place and take advantage of this. But the gas price continues to drop. In fact, U.S. gas prices have dropped 14 cents over the last two weeks. The average price per gallon in the entire country, $2.01. 201 per gallon. Industry analyst Tribly Lundberg of the Lundberg Survey says that gas prices have dropped 52 cents over the past seven weeks as demand declines amid widespread stay-at-home orders during the coronavirus pandemic. The highest price in the nation for regular gas right now, a don't go to Honolulu, 322 right there. The lowest average price is right here in the south in Tulsa, a dollar. 42. Of course, some places, even in Kentucky, I think in Mississippi and maybe a few other spots, gas prices have been under a dollar at some point over the last couple of weeks. By the way, the average price of diesel is $2.69. That's down seven cents this week. Remember when diesel was all the rage 20 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, and that was supposed to be the cost saver? And that's why the big trucks have diesel, of course. But a lot of the Mercedes cars and other, I wonder if you can even get a diesel at some of your dealerships these days for, let's just say a, a passenger car, a sedan, if it even comes in a, a diesel model. But yeah, gas prices continue to go down, but most of us can't even go that far. And so we can't really take advantage of it. But it looks like for about 20 bucks, you can drive about halfway across the country right now. And that's a good thing, although the petroleum industry, it's not such a good thing. In fact, let me go back and quote, I just just a few minutes ago here on the Y'all Show, I went to President Trump's Twitter account because I mentioned what he said about the fact that the Democrats might have a strategy in the what he calls lamestream media. But I noticed that on Sunday, he also put out a statement talking about the gas prices. He wrote, The big oil deal with OPEC Plus is done. This will save hundreds of thousands of energy jobs in the United States. I would like to thank and congratulate President Putin of Russia and King Salman of Saudi Arabia. I just spoke to them from the Oval Office. Great deal for all. I'm sure more will come out about this recent announcement on Sunday of evidently a new OPEC relationship between the Russia and Saudi Arabia and perhaps this country also as part of that and maybe gas prices will be somewhat stabilized the the problem when gas prices are so low our energy sector here in this country kind of comes to a standstill and you don't see some things going on that you would normally see and that's not a good thing and people end up getting laid off and some of the refinery works not going on the pipeline jobs are not out there when 
gas prices are pretty low so we hope the best now to the cruise line industry the founder of royal caribbean cruises has died at the age of 90 arn wilhelmson arn wilhelmson doesn't sound like a good southern name there this miami-based company said in a statement that wilhelmson died in spain no cause of death given but yeah this florida-based royal caribbean cruise line losing its founder at the age of 90 years old now more florida news here disney world in the orlando area is having to furlough forty-three thousand additional workers because of the pandemic as workers will be able to keep their medical dental and life insurance benefits for the length of the furlough period or up to a year seniority and wage rates will remain unchanged for the workers whose furlough started or will start on april 19th that according to disney world but they're having to do this all because of the fact that the park is essentially closed with 77,000 workers disney world is the largest single site group of workers in the entire country how about that had no idea it was that many people working at disney world but unfortunately 43,000 more furloughed here in the last couple days because of the virus now if you're in the restaurant business and you're trying to get through this rough time with layoffs and more how do the actual restaurants plan to survive with the stay-at-home orders especially those who aren't making any money right now they don't have the ability to do takeout or a drive-through window the national restaurant association estimates that three million industry employees have already lost their jobs as restaurants nationwide will take a 225 billion with a b sales hit throughout the next six weeks or so up until the end of may and with the help from the government, this $2 trillion federal stimulus package, restaurant owners still may not be able to keep their staff employed or even keep their doors open beyond the pandemic. And it's a scary thing. So they're trying to get creative in the way that they're going to survive this. As again, perhaps you're supporting your local restaurateurs. And if they're able to serve up something that you can get to go, you're helping out, we hope, in that effort. But also, if they're shut down at all, just try to help them out. And the workers that work there, as it's a tough deal. And it looks like we're going to be in this for at least another month, at least. I don't see, personally, the May 1st happening as far as the day that we can start getting our lives back to normal. Maybe a slow rollout, a soft open, to use a restaurant term of our country, come early May. But it won't be until closer to June, if I had to guess, when your normal restaurants are going to be back up and going without drive throughs without a sort of takeout option. And frankly, a lot of them aren't going to make it. So our thoughts to all of you in the restaurant business, the owners, and also all of you that work in the kitchen, that clean the tables, that also serve tables, we're thinking of you and we're hoping for the best. That wraps up our business take on all things Southern here on today's Y'all Show. When we come back, hashtag Hullabaloo is headed your way. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. 
Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard, too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $41.67 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease, new line of service, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offering coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee taxes and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDSC. It's the Y'all Show, talking with a southern accent. That's what we do, and we reach out to you with an accent on all things southern. Hey, this is where we go with now this part of our show to hashtag Huddlebaloo. What is hashtag Huddlebaloo? This is where we go on social media. Sometimes social media comes and just finds us, and we find this stuff and just pass it along. We're your sounding board of fun here in hashtag Hullabaloo. And we're going to have fun right now. This is a good coronavirus break here. Quiz Cow is back at it. This is a website that does great little quizzes of all types of things. Go on there as they are the official internet quiz site. Over a thousand daily quizzes offered up at Quiz Cow. And here, one of these quizzes caught my attention this week. It says, Are you a southerner or a Yankee. <laughs> what are you? Are you a Southerner or a darn Yankee? Well, we'll have to go. In fact, the question they put there is on their site. We know if you're a Southern Belle or a Yankee Doodle Darling. <laughs> Good job, Quiz Cow. Let's take a few of these questions in from Quiz Cow and see how well we do. Okay, this is more of a visual question, so I apologize. I can't kind of share with you what i see here on my screen it says it's got a picture of a good good looking southern mansion with the spanish moss and the live oaks and the nice porch it looks like tara and it says which of these places would you rather live and then they've got a couple of i I guess that's the the plantation who wouldn't want to live there right but then they've got six other places that you can choose so of these six places, which would you rather live? And this will help answer your question whether you're a Southerner or a darn Yankee. So these six questions are, would you rather live at a condo on the beach? Yeah. A log cabin in the mountains? Sure. A high-rise condo in the city? I don't think so. A large home in the country? Amen. We'll take that one. A suburban mansion? Or 
wherever is the cheapest and you have to answer that question so in order for me to go on to question number two on the are you a southerner or a yankee quiz i've got to answer one of these so which of these places would would you rather live i guess being a good country boy i'm gonna have to say a large home in the country that's what i'm choosing there question number two how would you react to someone trash talking your family oh goodness how would you react to someone trash talking your family a probably ignore them b punch them c grab my shotgun d say something about theirs or you can respond i don't know so which would it be how would you react to somebody trash talking your family uh probably the most southern response would be grab your shotgun but i don't have my shotgun readily available so i'm going to say punch them we'll see what happens here i'm gonna find out if i'm a yankee or a southerner y'all just have to play along with me okay which of these fast food chains do you like best all right here we go this ought to really help differentiate southerners and yankees number one in and out we don't even have those in the south okay chick-fil-a yeah we got those all right number three chipotle number four starbucks number five wendy's number six carl's jr number seven white castle number i guess number eight here ew i don't eat fast food oh come on if you're a southerner you got to eat some kind of fast food all right other than northern kentucky white castle and a couple places around nashville white castle doesn't really exist in the south sadly i like white castle i like crystal too carl's jr doesn't really exist in the deep south it's hardy's here so we know that answer wendy started in of all places ohio shame on them starbucks is of course a west coast type deal we don't like them i've already told you about in and out burger and chipotle i think is from new england so we got to go with chick-fil-a right yeah it's the fast food chain we like best and how do i know that because go look at any fast food chain at their drive-thru and i guarantee you're going to see more people in the chick-fil-a line than any of the other places the next question would you ever vote for hillary clinton for president absolutely is one answer no way the other one or maybe i don't know oh i don't mean to get political on y'all here but uh i'm gonna choose no way because i think that's the best southern response and if you don't believe me go back to the 2016 election and who won every single southern state minus virginia and maryland that would be donald j trump so evidently the majority of the south did not like hillary clinton so we don't like her either all right which genre of music do you dislike the most that's a darn good question so which one of these do you dislike the most is it rap and hip-hop is it pop is it country is it metal is it electronic or other i'm sorry i know we've got some good rap hip-hop artists here in the south but personally i don't even think rap and hip-hop is even music it's entertainment it's poetry but it ain't music so therefore i'm going to put that as my dislike are you a southerner or a yankee the quiz continues thanks to quizcalcott.com with this question which of these meals would you rather eat and they actually have a picture of paula dean holding up what looks like some fried chicken in this one but which meals would you rather eat if you've got to answer this question if you're going to be a yankee or southerner would you rather eat a steak and potato a bacon cheeseburger fried chicken vegetable stir fry sushi or pizza now i know most of us here in the south we we like most all of these choices right yeah we sure do 
I like my fried chicken, Paula. I really do. But honestly, my comfort food, my go-to, is always going to be a hamburger. Even though pizza's on here, even though a steak and potatoes on here, I'm personally going with the bacon cheeseburger. And the southern part of me is still happy because it's got some bacon on there. So that's a good thing. The next question, how do you pronounce the name of this sweet treat? Is it C-A-R-M-U-H-L, caramel? Is it caramel? I use both interchangeably or I use both interchangeably, but they have different meanings. All right. Truthfully, I don't pronounce this caramel. I pronounce it caramel. So I'm going to go with that one. And if y'all are laughing at me, I'm sorry. Okay. Next question up again from Quiz Cal in the, are you a Southerner or Yankee quiz? Where do you do your grocery shopping? Oh, man. Well, not too many places are even open or open the way you want them to be right now. But here are their choices for where you do your grocery shopping. Do you shop at Trader Joe's, Albertsons, Safeway, Whole Foods, Piggly Wiggly, Kroger, Publix, or other? Now, you have to be honest. Some of you don't have all of these locations near you. I love Publix. I currently don't live in a Publix area. I love Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly sadly has either changed names or gone out in a lot of southern places. So I don't have me a Piggly Wiggly. And I've got to admit, I think Piggly Wiggly is the most southern of these choices. In fact, it is, along with Publix, the only two grocery store chains that I know started here in the south. Publix has its roots in the state of Florida. And Piggly Wiggly started in memphis by mr sanders back in the 19 teens maybe 1920s piggly wiggly also known as hoggly woggly i'm gonna go because truthfully where i live this is the only grocery store chain that of these listed that's readily available readily available for me to shop in so i'm going with kroger so i think this might be my last choice so they're calculating are you a southerner or a yankee the answer for john rawl yes Heck yes. Do you know what I just scored on this quiz? 100% Southerner. And it's got a beautiful picture of Scarlett O'Hara in front of Tara. Or Tara. That that might be a Yankee right there, the way I pronounce it. And it says, hey, y'all, you are a sweet tea-sipping Southerner from the heart of Dixie. Nothing can compare to your smooth, charming accent and down-home hospitality. You've got that unmistakable, fiery personality that all y'all Southerners are known for. And you are darn proud of it. Well, you know what there, quizcal.com? You're 100% right on that. That's why, at least for me, I'm hosting a show called The Y'all Show. All right, let's try to squeeze in one more if we can. And this comes from Svetlana at S-V-L-A-N underscore S-H, who says she's Serbian. All right. Or, no, I'm not. She's not Serbian. She, she's, I'm looking at it closely. She's not Serbian. She's Siberian small difference there (laughs) all right comrades here's what she wrote the spring i've never had hashtag the south it looks like our siberian is now a siberian southerner as she put out on her instagram feed a picture of some blooming beautiful flowers from right here in the south so svetlana how are you however you pronounce your name there in siberia to our favorite our new favorite siberian southerner welcome to dixie great looking flowers wherever you are there and we hope you had a great easter sunday i assume in siberia they have easter sunday services and now that she's in dixie she had to do it virtually but uh, welcome to dixie there 
it's Fletna. And uh, good, good, that, good, good on you for sharing that, comrade, or whatever the feminine, feminine equivalent of comrade is in in Russian. Thank you for listening to the Y'all Show. We are going to have a whole nother hour of this All Southern program headed your way. And it's coming up right after this break. Stay tuned to Y'all. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, all you Peter Cottontails out there, we're back for another hour here as we get another week of all things Southern going. This is the Y'all Show. We've got Jerry Short standing by in the next segment. We'll find out how his Easter weekend was and what else is going on in Takapola, USA. Jerry Short is our Takapola storyteller, and he's going to be on for the rest of this hour after we finish this segment, though, of our Sports Rewind. And we go into the world of sports to let you know what's all been happening there over the last few days. And we actually have some college football news to pass along to begin this hour. And it comes from the Big 12 as Oklahoma State football coach Mike Gundy is now apologizing for comments he made about the coronavirus response. As he says that he's been made aware that comments from his press conference that he recently had had offended someone. It was never my intention to offend anyone, and I apologize. My first priority and will always be the student-athletes and doing what is best for the program and the university. That from, again, Mike Gundy, head coach of Oklahoma State. Now, he has said that his goal was to return to the football building back on May 1st, or he said that's his plan because he hoped that tests for COVID-19 would be available in a few weeks to clear both employees and players, a proposed timetable that OSU and its athletic director had disputed. Gundy said that if anybody were to test positive after returning to work, that person would be, quote, quarantined just like we do people who that get the flu. We get 
people that get the flu during the season we quarantine them we treat them we make sure they're healthy we bring them back yeah it would be the same thing here but at some point we've got to go back to work we've got to get these guys back in here from what i read the healthy people can fight this the antibodies make it better those are just some of the comments but now coach gunny's kind of walked that back the the uh party in the front no rather the the business in the front party in the back kind of coach there out of the big 12 gundy now apologizing after coronavirus comments the virus has made changes across all of walks of life including at the university of alabama as head football coach nick saban now has an email that he actually checks all because of coronavirus this coach who's kind of been out here on his own for the most part i know a handful of people who still don't have email addresses but most everybody in today's world has an email address and because of this email he's able to get on social media get on the zoom conference calls that he's having and he recently said that they are sending them to miss terry all right his email she fired me she said i'm not dealing with your stuff anymore and because of that he's had to open up his own email address i don't know what it is though anybody can dig up nick saban's email address do tell but yes this dinosaur of a football coach from the social media standpoint now at least getting a little bit closer to the 21st century with an email address and usage his wife didn't want to get his emails anymore it sounds like miss terry and now the pandemic has led him to to get on board the new millennium how about that now again because of this virus you've got coaches staffs around the college football game and nfl also just sitting around doing some film work but that's about all they could do right now nobody really knows for sure whether we can get any kind of football going here in a couple weeks we hope that's the case but you have to wait and see how this covid 19 how it spreads and because of the changes and because of this unprecedented time that we're living in, you're seeing some things that you didn't don't normally see. And one of those examples is coming out of the Tennessee football program. As quarterback coach for the Vols is 19, or rather 2000 Heisman Trophy winner Chris Winkie. He played in the 1990s up until 2000. His number 16 jersey, by the way, retired at Florida State. And again, he played about seven, eight years in the NFL and has been in the coaching ranks. And now he's there with Coach Pruitt on Rocky Top coaching the Tennessee Vols quarterbacks. Well, because of the COVID-19 and the pause that everybody's having to do right now, Chris Winkie is now double duty. He is the journalist. And guess what he recently did? He caught up with arguably Tennessee's own Heisman Trophy winner. I don't think they've ever had one officially, but in Tennessee minds, Peyton Manning won that the Heisman Trophy of 1997. And the Vols quarterback of 97 caught up with the Knowles quarterback of 2000. And they had a great little conversation that Tennessee Vol football put out at their social media account, Vol underscore football. And let's go in and hear that conversation between Mink Winky and Peyton Manning. And here specific, specifically, Peyton Manning talks about his decision to not only go to Tennessee, but stick with that decision, spurning Ole Miss in the decision. And just about some of the challenges of being a college kid at age 18 19 20 and recruiting this is a really interesting conversation again courtesy of tennessee vols football their official account vol underscore football here's winky and manning you grew up where in new orleans correct yep yep new orleans well how did you end up at tennessee peyton you know uh i've never been to tennessee never been to knoxville uh up until my my, uh my visit uh my senior year in high school and it really came you know, in, in January, uh, it, was, it was cold. It was actually an ice storm. 
you really couldn't get around uh, real well that weekend. There wasn't a whole lot going on, but I just met a lot of good people. It kind of goes back to that communication I was talking about earlier. Uh, met some good guys on the team, met some students, met some you know professors, met people in the support staff system. And I basically just said, hey, if I get hurt my um, first day at practice out here and can't play football again, uh, could I be happy in school here? And and obviously I didn't want that to happen, but that's kind of what my decision was based on. My brother Cooper was a wide receiver on scholarship at Ole Miss, had a neck injury during fall camp and had to give up his football career, but Ole Miss was the right place for him. And, um, and so that really had a big, big impact on my decision-making that, look, you want it all to work out, but you you want to be at a place that you like. You like the school. You like your friends. You like the student athletes. You like the coaches and, and all the support staff and teachers. So that's kind of what it came down to me. But to me, look, guys, it, it's kind of, you know, it's there's a lot of tough decisions you guys are going to have in your life. But everybody, to me, when you make a decision, it's kind of up to you to make it the right decision by going to work after. As soon as I said I'm coming to Tennessee, you know, I didn't have these second thoughts or oh, maybe I should have gone here. I just went full speed ahead and uh, by working hard. Same when I was a junior in college, probably had a chance to turn pro early, decided to stay, spoke to a lot of my love and passion for Tennessee. But I didn't, you know, all of a sudden I had a, if I had a bad game, I said I, maybe I should have left early, full speed ahead, no looking back. So whatever decisions you guys may have coming up, you make it and you go full speed ahead. You don't look back. You don't waver that's how it becomes the right decision by making it the right one after the fact. And that conversation there between Peyton Manning sitting at home, it looks like there in the video that's put out by Vol underscore football and Chris Winkie, the quarterback coach of the Tennessee Vol football program right now. A fantastic conversation between the 1997 Heisman Trophy runner-up and the 2000 winner of the Heisman Trophy, Chris Winkie, courtesy, again, Tennessee's football program. Thank y'all for sharing that. Chase Young, the Ohio State defensive standout who's going to the NFL, he's now saying he's definitely the best prospect available in the upcoming NFL draft. Don't hold back, Chase. Now tell us tell us how you feel. Now it's just a couple of days away that the NFL draft will happen on April 23rd, and it'll be a virtual draft where all the teams will be bunkered in their own either homes or some kind of office on site. I forgot how they are set up to be, but this defensive end for the Buckeyes was impressive. He got 16 and a half sacks in 2019, 58 quarterback pressures and 46 total tackles and even had to miss two games to suspension in 2019. And now he's pretty bold in his statement that he's the best NFL prospect available in this 2020 NFL draft. Do you think the Bengals are going to stay in state and pick up Chase Young as opposed to getting that other guy from arguably in state in Joe Burrow, the Ohio slash Louisiana quarterback. And I think, uh, I don't think they're going to go with Young, the Bengals. They need a little burrow time there in the banks of the Ohio there for the Bengals, as the Bengals will have that number one draft pick, unless they trade it away here in the next few days. Drew Brees is set to join NBC after his football career winds down this year. That according to an analyst for Sunday Night Football, as it looks like he's got his whole career lined up, as evidently as reports came out last week that he's going to join NBC Sports as an analyst on Sunday Night Football 
when the season ends. And Drew Brees, currently 41 years old, he has not announced his plans to retire. I guess we're going to go ahead and announce that for him today. But now in all due respect to Drew Brees, the QB for the Saints, he hasn't officially announced, but it looks like that's what his plans are. He said he plans to stay for the entire season after assigning a two-year $50 million contract extension with the Saints last month but you could maybe see him dropping out of that and only playing this year then going on to the bright lights of the nfl perhaps the next tony romo is drew Brees. perhaps perhaps i'm sure he'll do a great job there in the broadcast booth when he finally gets to that part of his life and moving on after the playing days are over with some college basketball news to pass along as a leading player in the acc duke basketball star vernon carey jr who led Duke in scoring, rebounding, and block shots at block shots this past season? He's announced that he's going to go into the NBA draft. He's a 270-pound, six-foot-ten center for the Duke Blue Devils, and is considered to be a number 28 prospect overall for the upcoming NBA draft as he's excited to enter and he put out a nice statement to the Duke family saying God bless when he made his announcement and we'll find out if indeed he goes as high as he expects when the NBA draft happens which I'm not exactly sure I know the NFL as we said is just a couple of days away I don't know if the NBA's even set a date yet because of the virus and all but here's another great talented college basketball player now going to the NBA Vernon Carey Jr. We wish that young man all the best as he makes that decision in his career. One player who decided to end his professional career over this coronavirus break is baseball player Mark Reynolds. He's retiring after hitting almost 300 homers over 13 seasons, and he was a journeyman. He played for eight different Major League Baseball teams. Mark Reynolds, 36-year-old, he made the announcement on Sirius XM Radio of all places. And he said that he's moved up beyond the playing days. He's retired. And some of the teams he probably was best known for playing for the D-backs. He hit 260 in 2009 and set a career high with 44 homers during that big league record 223 strikeout year for him as well. But he also hit homers of 30 or more four times and led the majors in strikeout three times. So here's a guy who hit a lot of home runs and had a lot of strikeouts. And his teams included Mark Reynolds played for the Baltimore Orioles, the D-backs, the Indians, the Yankees, the Brewers, the Cardinals, and even played for the Colorado Rockies where he hit 30 homers in 2017 and then suffered beyond that. But he's now retiring after a 13-year playing career in the Major League Baseball ranks. Mark Reynolds Best of luck to you, sir. And if you're dying to see some great action and you're tired of reruns of games from 100 years ago on ESPN or Fox Sports South or whatever channel you're used to watching sports on, here as we wrap up our sports headlines on today's show, we've got some good news from a live production standpoint. WWE is going to resume live matches tonight. Monday Night Raw live matches will begin again tonight on the channels that carry this as you're going to see a fantastic lineup if you're into wrestling and all these pre-tape programs are done with that's what's been on television for the last few weeks and wrestlemania 36 was part of that and now looks like monday night raw will have a live return from the wwe's training facility in orlando and that'll be this evening so fantastic news i I guess this airs on tnt i think you can tune in and see 
WWE Wrestling. And I know they're taking steps to be extra careful. Again, this is not for a live audience there in Orlando. It's the WWE, their practice facility, that you'll be able to see this. But it's a, it's a good thing to see more things that would be normally going on, including the wrestling happening right now. So good luck. I know there's going to be a bunch of matches, so tune in for some fun. And maybe for all you betters out there, you can put a little money on this wrestling match. Because you know wrestling's real. <laughs> You know what else is real? Jerry Short. And Jerry Short's going to be on next. And he's got his Takapola Storyteller time. We can't wait for that. And he'll be on right after this break. Off the ropes they come and tackle the South. That's what we do right here on the Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offering coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. And hello, welcome to the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl, and it's great to have you back here as we start off another week. Hope everybody had a great Easter weekend. And we're going to go to Takapola, U.S. of A. now to be joined by our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short. And Jerry Short and I 
and glad to have him on here on the program as i'm john raw this is the program called y'all talking all things southern and we've got jerry short in takapola and if you're lucky enough to be on our facebook page or checking us out at y'all.com you can actually see jerry short here on today's y'all show as we have our first y'all tv correspondent in takapola usa jerry short hello jerry hey man i don't know if that's luck or not it's uh might be unlucky if they see me but <laughs> we can go ahead yeah we're we're excited to see you how's everything in takapola y'all have a good easter uh pretty good easter uh if the storm did, uh didn't do any damage it just missed us i guess the storm is that what yeah, it was you? under storm watch all day easter oh okay yeah it was bad uh i was a little bit worried there for a time or two i was afraid it was going i was going to be another easter storm we had one in a town where my grandmother lived one time it hit easter uh saturday afternoon before easter and blew our house away and broke some ribs and goodness gracious killed seven people in water valley in 1984 that was before the day before easter or on easter saturday afternoon before eastern okay i was cruising land down in uh almost to jackson it was sunshine and beautiful and i got back home to grenada and uh, i got the word that uh, my grandmother's house was blown away and she was bedded down at her sister's house with broken ribs. Hospital was about blown away and four or five service stations and Casey Jones's house he lived in in Water Valley was blown away. And, oh, it was a disaster. I and I, I never would have known it. And I, I got there, my wife said, everybody that's come through, somebody's trying to get in touch with you because there's no phone service or anything. And, uh, it was unbelievable the damage it did. It was like I said, seven people were killed. Seven people killed in that nineteen eighties tornado. Eighty four in Water Valley, Mississippi, just a few hollers away from Takapola. Jerry I, we're, we're glad to connect to you here today on the Y'all Show. Of course, you and everybody else in your bunker as we're dealing with the coronavirus. And Oops. I know you're like me. It's not easy being trapped inside most of the day. So how are you managing? Oh, I'm telling you, boy. It, uh, if I could drink uh, alcohol, I'd make some moonshine corn liquor, I believe, in, and see if I could drink a gallon. <laughs> this might, might help me get through a day and a night and a day and a night. It might help me get through the rest of my life. <laughs> I think like I'll just play it safe and uh, – drink some milk and a coke or something if you've been listening to our show the last couple of weeks a couple weeks ago i think it was two weeks ago we told you that with the coronavirus outbreak that people are starting to see thefts and and stores and people are really starting to kind of be on the lookout for crime then the other week you had a visit with us jerry and you mentioned how your own son had a break-in in his truck in his own driveway and in the right. same town that he lived in, the local pawn shop had several guns stolen from it. Jerry, right. we've got an update to that story since we last spoke to you here on the yeah, All Show. You want to give it, or you want to make it? No, you go ahead, get it. You're, you're our you're our insider. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, my son's got uh, cameras on each corner of his home, and uh, he uh, he saw them out there. They had the umbrellas, and they were pointing them towards the. Uh, 
the cameras where you couldn't see their face. So uh, once he got out there, they took off and uh, they went on down and was uh, trying to rob someone else. But they caught two of them because they hid in the bushes. He called the law and the police came in pretty quick. And um, so after they came in, uh, they carried they caught the two or three that were juveniles. They carried them to jail. And my son was informed that um, they have this uh, virus situation. The coronavirus? That's absolutely correct. And he uh, cleaned his uh, vehicle out where they had uh, ransacked it and and did all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's really unbelievable. Uh, uh, After he found out, and he works... uh, and behind a desk at uh, paper mill in Grenada, Mississippi. And uh, he had to tell his superintendent of the situation. So they take his temperature when he goes in every uh, day and take it twice. And then they take it when he leaves. And he's got a, a form that he keeps a record of his temperature. And because uh, they're concerned, and as a matter of fact, they've uh, staggered the uh, shifts for that whole plant down there that uh, people that would come everybody would come at seven they'd change shifts now they have half come at six and half come at seven and uh they half get off at five uh six and half get off at five and it's just uh it's really crazy uh, all it, it, it so many people are affected by this that you don't realize it but uh now he's got to worry and that lady also has to worry that they ransacked her vehicle. Um, she got in her vehicle and cleaned it out and did everything. Now he's got to worry that he could possibly, uh, because he got in his vehicle shortly thereafter they were in it. And um, he could possibly have caught it that way. You know, it's uh, they say it's uh, not airborne, but uh, hey, you know, it may not be airborne, but the particles out of a sneeze or a sweat, uh, they're airborne. So, uh, you know, and, and and now they're finding out it'll live a lot longer on metal than they thought it would. So, uh, yeah, I'm concerned for him, and he's concerned, his family's concerned, and, and he's also, he's exposing his son and wife. So that's kind of how you stand in a situation like that. Have you gone out in public, Jerry, and do you have a mask if you've gone out in public? No, and, uh, you know, m- most of the people I see, I- I'll go to four or five surrounding towns in a 30 or 40-mile radius to do my grocery shopping mm-hmm. because I'm confined also to my vehicle. So if anybody was to give it to me, it would be in my vehicle except when I'm in a grocery store. Uh, my daughter has a... Uh, urgent care clinic and a compound pharmacy and i'll go there but now they've gotten to the point that uh, you have to wait outside and uh, they'll bring you something just like you were going through a mcdonald drive really at this pharmacy absolutely and uh and that that county down there doesn't have that many cases i think uh i think they only have three as a matter of fact i know mississippi's had uh uh, I believe we're at about uh, uh, 79 deaths 
and 3,000 cases, a little over three, maybe 3,300 or something like that. That was as of Friday. Uh, I hadn't seen this week, so I didn't look to today to see what it starts out this week. I'm sure this weekend it was added to it this hmm. past weekend. Mm-hmm. Scary times and times that uh, nobody in this part of the world's ever seen for sure. Absolutely. What- we're going to talk to you a little bit in the show about your past background, Jerry, of running a bread truck at one time, because bread and milk are two of the things that people are running around trying to find these days. So before we forget, I'm going to make sure you go back in the archives and talk about your glory days running a bread truck. Yeah, and then I got some other glory days. <laughs> that's, that's that, but... Uh um uh are you taking a break i'm going to take a break before i do that though jerry i've got to ask you because i did talk to you midweek and while we're talking about the virus and it looks like our ratings here on the y'all show are pretty good not quite as good as the white house press briefings and i know you've got something to say about our commander-in-chief when it comes to these white house press briefings so go ahead maybe the president's listening in and watching our show today what do you have to say to donald j trump well, you know, I think it may be a little overkill. That's just my opinion, obviously. And uh, Overkill in what way? Overkill in just every day for 30 minutes to two hours of, of, of repetitive, a lot of it. They even and, say it if you ever watch that thing. They always say, well, we've already answered this five times. No, and it's not his fault. The media, well, somewhat is because he's there. But I believe I would turn a lot of that over to my vice president, and uh, he would handle a lot of that with my committee. And uh, they've they've got all the answers, and uh, President Trump's got answers and opinions. And, uh, you know, sometimes those opinions get to be just uh, uh, like the same word again, repetitive. And uh, you hear it, and you hear it, and how we're going to come back and we're going to be bigger and stronger and better than ever before. That's not going to happen overnight. Uh, it's never happened overnight. Any place I've ever worked or been associated with or military I've been in, or if you fall back, you just don't make that ground up immediately Hmm. in anything. So, uh, I know that president's actually come out and said that he's trying to be a cheerleader for the com- country and i think i've heard somebody and if he, someone didn't come up with this i'll come up with it in some ways we don't need a cheerleader we just need a leader that's exactly all we need and uh, and he's he's a good leader and a great leader and probably the only human being alive in america that could uh, stand up to the things he has to stand up to and uh, be as well versed and all around as he is as a president i've never seen anything to equal it but uh, at the same time, you know, it's, 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 it becomes kind of uh, an overkill. And uh, it's uh, the same thing over and over and over and over. And it's every day. And I sure don't need the uh, governor of New York lecturing to me every day. Uh, excuse me while I. Have you actually seen the governor of New York who we're talking about? Governor Cuomo there. Have you seen his brother on CNN who has a coronavirus fight going on for about two weeks now? We're talking about Chris Cuomo of CNN. Have you seen any of his reporting there on CNN? 
Hold on a minute. I think my camera might not cast up. No, we're we're getting you fine and all good. I tell you what, um, the situation with me and CNN <laughs> is like uh, zero. Uh, it, so, it makes you to quote Louisiana Senator John Kennedy, a phrase I'd never heard until this week. CNN and Jerry Short's kind of like it makes you mad as a mama wasp. Is that right? I've heard that before, and I've heard him say that. <laughs> and, uh, I think uh, me and him may have uh, he may have a little taco pole in him. Yeah, he may he may have that indeed. And, uh, but I like him. He tells it like it is. And he would be my kind of senator. And I think we need one like him in Mississippi today. Well, a lot of states need a John. I mean, he is a a perfect guy to go to for a quote about anything. He's got something to say, and usually it's it's pretty darn funny. He's he's like a Jerry Clower with all the silliness. Yeah, but he's no Jerry Short, our Takapola storyteller. We've got another segment. We're going to go over and talk a little bread talk with Jerry. Don't miss out on the fun and find out just how much money he made going around the highways of the south back in the 1960s with a bread truck and maybe right now we need to give a little shout out to all of our current bread delivery people out along with the milk people and the grocery people and everybody keeping that supply chain going as we're trying to get through this unprecedented time this is the y'all show our final segment of today's show is coming right back after this break At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard, too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $41.67 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease, new line of service, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offering coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee taxes and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDSC. And the Y'all Show back now, final segment of the program all about the South. Our number to connect with us, 803-816-1170. We've got our Takapola storyteller joining us right now, Jerry Short. And we're trying to get through all of the pandemic. We're all trying to get through it. And Jerry has done his best in the previous segment to tell us about how he's getting through it. But one way that a lot of people have had to kind of have the hardship here and we certainly don't want to discount people who have a real hardship those that have either had the virus or have loved ones who've had it and those who unfortunately have passed away from the COVID-19 but if you've gone to the grocery store in addition to the toilet paper being gone and the disinfectant being gone oftentimes bread and milk are AWOL from your local grocery store so Jerry Short we're going to go back in the day at one time you delivered bread around the southeast 
and i want to know what that was like and was it lucrative being a bread delivery guy yes it was lucrative it pretty it pretty much was um <laughs> and why did you think, quit doing it oh <laughs> uh, it was too doggone hard really it, uh, yeah it likes to kill me um it was like four o'clock in the morning until uh i never saw the town that i was living in and i had a route to the delta it um i got back home at night uh, and that was a six day a week job so the only time i ever saw the daylight in the town that i lived in was on a sunday hmm. and uh, i'd go to sleep in the bathtub but uh, why I got, when i got out of the military uh not the reserve component when i got back from school or military school uh, a friend of mine had a bread route and uh why did you sleep in the bathtub before we move home from that i fell asleep in the bathtub oh okay from 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 lack of sleep on that bread route and i had 87 stops every day and if you don't think that's a lot and then you have to talk to the people then you got to come back and freshen your bread up and the bread's not all you sell you sell donuts i can tell you what they cost we sold them for eight cents they sold them for 10 a pack of three donuts to a package what bread company were you working for was 18 what bread who, who were you working for this was colonial and wonder offered me a job which would have been a little bit more money and i um i was real young i was uh 21 or two and i said uh you know and i was just looking for something i had a job offshore with texaco that they, they were holding my job but i thought you know i'd just live around my mother and and uh and and just stay here because it, it didn't pay as much and it what didn't have near the benefits but i thought well you know no loss the jobs weren't that hard to come by in those days so uh and then i was going to school a little bit too at the same time a little bit and um so what um he asked me if I want the job, and that was a Saturday afternoon when he got off work. I was working Monday morning, and uh, I had to drive from a town in uh, north-central Mississippi to the Delta. Hmm. And back in those days, John, they had uh, little, little country stores along the way. I would get to them before they would open even before the farmers even got in it really i would leave bread behind the door uh i would leave if I, that would be you brown them rolls or just or just rolls to brown it would be uh, a big loaf small loaf uh roman meal come out that answers the uh question of colonial and uh that's who i was working for and um i would come back by that night and uh, their stores would be full that night, and that's when I would pick up uh, my money. I would leave a ticket with them. So you would go place. by a store early in the morning, and at your route would have you go back the same route to pick yeah, up? I had to come back to the same town because the bread came from the bakery and was uh, unloaded by trailer truck at this town. Okay. And all three of our routes left that same place in different directions. So... Uh, Mine went west to Greenwood to Etabena, all through the Delta, and uh, and I had 
so grocery stores. I had service stations, and uh, they didn't have near the type things then that they have today for us. Grocery stores. We had a couple of three big ones, Safeway and uh, Sunflower was the name of one, and in Greenwood. But uh, small, like I said, a small loaf of bread was eighteen cents. They sold it for twenty. Uh, you know, you dealing in nickels and dimes, but everybody made it fine then. But uh, for me, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, Christmas came around, and uh, we had these things they used to have, these punch boards that people would pick a number and punch it to win the prize. Mm -hmm. The prize was a big fruitcake, (laughs) and I had a lot of Chinese restaurants in the Delta. Yeah. Not restaurants, uh, stores, the Chinese stores. In in the Mississippi Delta, there's a large Chinese population. A lot of them. And they would want... uh, 200 300 fruitcakes to give away to their customers and uh, they were usually in black sections of town and uh in the back in that day uh black white polka dots you name it it wasn't any crime you could leave your door open on your bread truck little kids would come up and want to know if you had a souvenir or something to give them or a little loaf of bread to give them or anything. Because we used to give stuff like that away. And, um, but, uh, it was, it was a real hard job and, and I had a real long route and I would take my route book and every now and then when I would see fit that I had a really bad store that I, maybe a service station that wouldn't take anything but a set of hamburger buns, maybe, or a long loaf of bread or a roll, and, or a hot dog bun. And when I'd come back by it, uh, if it wasn't sold that first day, that's when they first come out with that uh, tie around the end of a bread, if you've ever noticed, they're different colors. They represent the day they need to come up the third day. Like a red one, they would put a red one. I didn't know that. You're teaching me stuff I've never known about, Jerry. Yeah, you'd pick it up on a, on a Friday because the red – the red tie was on it, and uh, that was that would signal that it was time to pick it up, and then it'd go to a bread store, and uh, I'd turn it back in. And if I had losses, I had to pay for the losses yourself, and, and yeah, myself. So a lot of times I'd have losses, but I was really young, and and uh, you know, and right after I quit the doggone job, I started surveying for for an engineer and uh, about a week or two after I quit the guy that took my place we were going to survey a place in the area where the bread uh, I delivered the bread I saw that bread truck was upside down on the side of the road No way. the guy went to sleep and turned the bread truck over and scattered bread everywhere But bread but not brains hopefully the guy was okay but as you started out it is a bread is a necessity, and uh, you know it got down to where in the grocery stores here lately, they would put down uh, one bread per customer mm-hmm. because people were pounding it at first. You know they they'd pick up ten piece ten loaves if they could get out out the door with them, just like they do toilet paper and stuff today. And uh, 
So in eggs became the same way in grocery stores. As anybody out there listening knows because they've been through the same situation. So I went through that situation considerably. But uh, after about nine months, uh, they wanted me to wear a tie, and I thought it was a pretty labor-intense job that I didn't need to wear a tie. So uh, that's what that's what finally you, got me. You quit your I job because you refused to wear a tie? I refused to wear a tie. And Harold Enos, the man who was in charge out of Jackson, Mississippi, he would meet me at a – anybody out there in – as uh, Jackie Gleason would say, out there in Radio Land, anybody out there in Radio Land is ever eating in Greenwood at the Crystal Club. Uh, I worked it early in the morning, and it was it's Greek. It's a Greek restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jimmy liked me a lot, and they expected us to eat there, and this Harold Enos guy would be there. And when I would slip in the back, Mr. Mr. Jimmy the Greek, he would be back there making uh, stuff for the day. He'd be rolling out bread, bread, and he'd be making rolls and all kind of good stuff. And he would tell me, hey, your boss is up front. You're going to have to eat with me today. And that would slow me down another 30 minutes. I didn't have 30 minutes to spare. <laughs> I ran constantly so I could get home by dark. But uh, hats off to uh, the second responders and first responders of uh, – the bread and the milk and and those necessity items. <laughs> Something tells me, Jerry, that not probably a lot has changed since the 1960s when you deliver bread and what they do today. You still, it's an intensive job. I assume that people have to go out there that deliver bread, milk, and all the well, other groceries. Yeah, it is. But uh, you know, those rascals, they shorten their routes. I, I've talked to some of them, and not too long ago, I talked to one. And, but uh, well, it's been years and years and years, but. I had, like I said, I had 87 stops. They cut that back to about 50, and then they give them Wednesdays off. So uh, it become a become a five day a week job, but you still had to work Saturdays. Hmm. And uh, it knocked me out of my football games too. I didn't like. Oh that. man, how so- I'm yes. sorry about that. I know it did, and uh, but uh, it's uh, it's something that. Uh, I, you know, my hat goes off to all these guys that uh, are doing that kind of work now because you really have to work with some some store owners and some managers of uh, of, of some of these doggone big uh, these big grocery stores that uh, can be a little bit tough and a little bit arrogant. On sometime I I had some things happen like that to me that uh, you know we didn't have calculators then and I had a hundred items and I had to add them all up by uh with a pencil and a paper and I know I had one one time said you want to keep your position on my bread rack wonder's got number one position you got number two position uh hearts got number three position uh hardened bread's got number four you want to be moved back to number four <laughs> I can't stand a mistake like this anymore and it was an eight cent mistake Gosh, and uh, it was you know, and I I did it in tough in, business in, in my vehicle in my bread truck, and uh, so anyway, it was it was fun. You got to know a lot of people, and uh, and uh, 
you know, I didn't know I was going to talk bread when I got on this thing. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not letting you off till you answer the big question that I've got. It's a throwback to my childhood, and I guarantee a lot of folks across the South grew up as kids eating this thing that was a real delicacy when you could get your hands on it. And, Jerry, I haven't seen this available for several decades. You mentioned the word Roman meal. Roman meal. Does that still exist? Uh, You know, I hadn't seen it either, but it came out in 65, maybe. Okay. And that was a colonial bread product? Colonial bread. They made that Roman meal bread. It was a 22-cent loaf of bread. It wasn't your long bread. Mm -hmm. It wasn't your sandwich bread. It was your regular bread, but it uh, had some wheat uh, in it, Mm -hmm. kind of like a wheat bread. Mm -hmm. And uh, it... um, it was it was a real unique bread when it came out, and it went off the shelf pretty fast. Oh, I would eat it at my grandmother's house. She would buy it, and I would eat that by itself, and I really enjoyed it. I've also got to ask you this question. I'm not sure if they did this when you were a kid or when when you were delivering bread, but I think it I was, was a co- kid doing that. <laughs> I think it was colonial bread in the 1970s that helped come up with one of my hobbies. They would package in their bread about once a year little stickers of flags and they were american historic flags from the revolutionary war the war between the states and more and kids like me would collect those little flag stickers they would stick in a loaf of bread was that colonial colonial did that later okay i was young okay uh, i remember and you know i um i was bad about uh, wonder bread was my favorite bread because all the old ozzy and harriet shows and and uh honeymooners and and old westerns and all they they advertise wonder bread uh-huh. bodies in nine ways and so i i guess they it sold me through commercials <laughs> i was a wonder bread uh eater but i was selling colonial bread you couldn't taste much difference at all in it uh, <laughs> but the wonder bread was uh they had a bakery in clarksdale and uh they was going to hire me out of Greenwood to work at that one. And, uh, I'm sorry, did, sorry, it didn't work out for you. Well, uh, I tell you, I would have probably collapsed. <laughs> I, I, you know, you can say, you know, a lot. Of, I've done a lot of things in the army, and I uh, probably had 15 different dang type jobs in the army. And uh, the hardest one has been mess sergeant or first cook. So you never know. Uh, who's working the hardest out there till you've tried them all. And so I would, I would rather, uh, I'd rather plow a mule is deliver bread <laughs> from four in the morning till, till about that same time at night. I'm going to tell you, but, uh, you know, and the same thing goes for the military. I'd, I'd rather, uh, jump out of a C-141 at 110 miles an hour at 2,000 feet as uh, as do some of this uh, cooking in a mess hall again from 4 in the morning. I'm, I don't think I'm a 4 or 5 o'clock okay. morning type guy. Well, we will let you slide. Thank you for getting up early during that time that you deliver bread and we thank all of our bread delivery people, our milk people, the farmers that are making it, and the dairy 
people involved in that industry and of course our grocery store workers our fast food workers we just want to thank all of our hard workers that are helping getting us to get us through this unusual and unbelievable time that we're going through right now jerry best to you we'll talk to you next week right here on the y'all show oh we're gonna have something good we're gonna have good that's what we do and if you don't mind uh go out and give me some bread while you have a chance oh well let's see i've got some in front of me find me some roman meal (laughs) <laughs> I'll look. All right. If I can, I'll find the recipe. Jerry okay. Short, everybody. Well, that will wrap up our show here on the program. Make sure you tune in on Tuesday. We're going to have barbecue talk and a whole lot more. It's the Y'all Show. Thank you for listening and for watching.